Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You think if she hot, Milk right? It. People will be like a lot. She will have a lot more support. She'll be the Natalie Sell. People will go and follow huh? her. Well, it just takes for her to be hot, for us to be dying of COVID. Eh? Think about that. <laughs> Life is that. Is healing the divide? Dividing the healing. This is your daily catch up. I have no idea what they're doing. Alright, so um, if you guys have been reading the news, a name might be quite familiar to you guys. A name called Iris Cole. Google Dolls. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, yeah, it's a great song. No, so um, Iris Cole is a, the co-founder of a group called Healing the Divide. Uh. And while that sounds quite altruistic Shh. in nature, right. it turns out they're actually a group of anti-vaxxers. Right. So uh, hearing from uh, someone in our production team who actually joined the group before she actually understood what it was all about, mm-hmm. it turns out that it started off by being a group that wanted to help those who were not vaccinated or like anti-vaxxers because they cannot enter malls and buy groceries, right? Not it really anti it's like they were more concerned. Yes. Because right. it was the earlier days of like the vaccine being introduced yeah. and such. Which all of us were concerned, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. There was a lot of uncertainty yeah. and things like that. And so those who chose to put off having the vaccines mm. to get a group of people who can actually, you know, buy them groceries and supplies and things like right. that. Um, but then the group started to become a little bit more extreme. So like some of the things that like the group has done, right, um, through the leadership of Iris Cole was to like jam like hotlines, information hotlines, for example. <gasps> so like they got they got a group of like 2,000 people to purposely call the hotline so that no one else can like call. So like oh th- this was God. just one of the few things she's done, right? I think the, the more controversial one or like the more illegal one was that um she had a scheme with a GP to help anti-vaxxers get vaccinated uh, vaccination certificates oh. so they would say that we got vaccinated using the, the Sinopharm vaccine but actually they didn't right. la. as in she's in jail la, presumably she has uh, been charged la, she's right? in yeah. trial now so she's been charged and then uh the bail was for $20,000 so like so like let's name and shame some of them. Um so the GP, his name is <laughs> Dr. Gibson Kwa, 33 years old. Gibson Kwa. Gibson Kwa. And the assistant who claims that he was just doing his job uh is Mr. Thomas Chua Che Sun. Thomas Chua Che Sun. But on his From IC, his name is Chua Che Sun Thomas. Chua Che Sun <laughs> Thomas. From uh which uh clinic? Uh oh, doesn't say. But I think nah. might have been like Commenters, Dr. Kwa and which clinic? No la, <laughs> la. Horrible, sir. Which which hands? So yeah. so so um. <laughs> we are joking, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys, Let's no, take back love. the names yeah, that we yeah, put yeah. out just let's now. Not, to repeat, they are the name Thomas, Thomas. Chen Chua. <laughs> <laughs> so so this falsifying uh thing right was happening um apparently between July 2021 to January 2022. Then uh on January 2022, Iris's charge was upgraded to a more serious crime of like conspiring to lie to the MOH which, which makes sense because they were falsifying so documents mm. okay. and so this particular new charge right, is punishable up to 20 years uh, jail mm. damn 
And then on February 4th, um, Iris was then grant, she was granted a 20,000 bail, but then was slapped a new charge of obstructing a public servant in discharge of her public functions. Because of the jamming. Uh, her idea. You I feel online. like she learned this from TikTok. You know, there was the period of time where Trump wanted to have his rally, right? And then all the yeah. TikTokers, the Gen Z's went the to buy up all the tickets yeah. so that his rally will be empty. Yeah, that's what 50 Cent did to another rapper. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jai Rule. Jai Rule. Jai Rule. gangster, right? Yeah, where yeah, yeah, is yeah. Jai Rule? Wow. The whole front part, then, he, then nobody, nobody <laughs> seen. When this topic came out, I never thought we would bring up 50 Cent and Jarrell. That's crazy. Hey, that's crazy. <laughs> Bringing this back to Iris Cole, so like, according to her, right, um, she is she describes herself or the healing divide. They're not anti vexers but mm-hmm. they're intelligent vexers again, quote unquote, Iris Cole. Uh, and so she basically like the the whole vision statement or mission statement is that she doesn't want the vaccination status to divide. Singaporeans healing the divide is such a good branding, right? Mm. But then when she label them, they when they label themselves as intelligent vex- vexers, yeah. then they immediately force you to assume that everybody else is not intelligent. Mm. Then no, but it's similar to game. that to that like gay conversion therapy like um movement. I can't remember what's it called. Like it's so it's like a misnomer. They try to play with like the name of what they're called. What's it called? Uh? conversion therapy. Uh? No, 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 but they have a... True love is. Uh, true love is. And then they're saying that we are supposed to like respect everybody, but actually it's a disguise like... That's they, alleged. We alleged, don't alleged, by the church. Alleged. But anyway, like, so so they go so far, right? So like some of the arguments that Healing Divide brings up, right? Is that they took a screenshot of the Singapore constitution and said that, you know... Uh, I've never read that piece of document. Eh? Yeah. Okay, if you guys want to really look this up, right? It's paragraph 13, part two. It states that subject to any law relating to the security of Singapore or any part thereof, lawyer speak, um, public order, public health or the punishment of offenders, right? Every citizen of Singapore has the right to move freely throughout Singapore and to reside in any part thereof. And so she's finding like fault with the idea that you cannot enter a mall just because you choose not to be vaccinated. Right. Oh my God, Singapore gonna have our first amendment. Hey. 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 It's true. <laughs> no, no, really but it's true that. though. Cause to be fair, right? Like initially they just say like, okay, if you, if you for whatever reasons you cannot, you choose not to, right? It was okay at the start lah, at the start. But then slowly, yeah. they just keep changing the rules. The goalposts shift. Yeah, until it forces everybody into a corner, Dima. So if you don't have a choice, no, then. which is very painful when people do shit like this because, like, I think I think we said this story before. But I'm gonna repeat it, right? Mm. That the three of us were involved in a church shoot, and then there was this very sweet old lady. She was actually one of the few people that came in, right, and thank everybody individually for their time on their weekend to help do this for our little church. She was the nicest one ah, among She everyone. was the nicest, but she was also the last one. So the, the, the interview was like, what's the hardest thing you had to go through? And she talked about how her, her mom died. Oh, that's a bit, a bit solemn. So she said she didn't take the vaccine. Then I asked her whether she took the vaccine and she said she didn't. Then I asked her why. And then she said, because um, she had a heart condition a few years back. Then we thought, fair enough. Yeah. Fair we understood enough. that. Okay, fair enough. You know, like if my grandmother, I probably tell her, okay, why don't we just stay home instead, mm. right? And then after that, she said, no offense, but at least she died clean, like her mom. Uh, mm. her, like her mom, at least her mom died clean, and her blood, body is not tainted with fetus blood. Yo, I tell you, it's really the misinformation, eh? Yeah. And I still think about it to this day, oh, because mm. we did something damn bastard that day, or rather, we didn't do something that was damn bastard that day. We could have. We could have because we've been doing a lot of like like information stuff, right? To, to to help get this COVID messaging out. And so the, the first instinct was to, oh my God, we need to educate this lady or we need to tell her, right? Because she really believes it's fetus blood to the point that her mother died and she still don't want to do it and she's the highest risk one. She, she's not young already. And then I look at each other and we look at Denise 
And then we had this eye conversation like a Should we? Should we not? Should we? Ayah, it's yeah. been a long day. <laughs> yeah. And then we just like, okay, we move on from the from the vaccine and then we just continue talking about Christmas. But you can imagine and I think about it to this day. Yeah, same, same. Well she's still in you your church. church. That's why no, still I, I mean, you don't see <laughs> if you say you bump into her again, will you? I would. I mean, I don't know. Like, it would be weird, right, to bring it up. He think about this so often, though. He really eat thinking about yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, like, I, I don't want to assume, and also maybe a lot of people are assuming, and so there's not enough of, like, correction that's being, like, taking place, right? But I don't know what I can say to convince her otherwise. I because mean, I'm sure there are people who have spoken to her about this, and she believes this so strongly. Yeah. yeah. And, like, neither are we scientists, man. Like, honestly, mRNA, sure. uh, you, you know what is mRNA? Like, I was not very sure, but she's yeah. probably vaccinated by now so she can go and watch Our Boys to Men earlier, right? Our Girls to Men. I mean, our nice Girls go up. <laughs> Riding on John Paul's point just now, right? Is it not like partially the messaging's fault that like there are people that are so cautious about it or like so hesitant to take the vaccine? I think, I think there were two tracks of conversations that went out. There was one whereby it was a bit like America mm. where honestly they don't teach their people how to think anymore. Mm -hmm. They tell them what they want them to think. And so they came out with those, it's safe, it's good for you, is this. But by then there were many permutations of what's safe, what's good for you before the vaccine already. And that's when there was a huge uprising when people suddenly understand why it is and why it's not. And that's why the anti-vax movement is very, very strong there. Because there were things that they found out that the government did not say. Whereas in Singapore, we took a different route. Yep. It was super transparent. They tell you there's risk, you might die. But we're gonna insure you. Mm. Yeah. But if you're classy enough, it's like, huh, the insurance not good enough if I'm dead. Uh. Yeah, I mean, then the insurance actually started another ball of shit. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But again, like, going, I don't want to give a safe answer, but like, this is the problem with like social media and creating like our own like echo chambers, right? Because if this was like the 1970s and your information is only from the nine o'clock news or the seven o'clock news or whatever, you are all going to take the vaccine if mm. the news comes out and say, everybody, we all need to take the vaccine. Bopian. Yeah. Whereas now, because you have your own social, like, like, yeah, like algorithms. Some people consume news from like the daily catch up. That's fing atrocious, guys. Don't get your news from here. Yeah, thanks, but like, please read <laughs> all sites. Like, like make yeah. decisions for yourself, line. Like, and we're usually about like three weeks slower than <laughs> <laughs> the original release of the news. It's really a catch up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we are catching up. We are slowing down. Yeah, so don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, for the latest news. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like going back to this, right? Like healing the divide group is another echo chamber, or like, like I keep thinking, like, why do people follow these groups, right? Or like mm. join these groups, and it's really the echo chamber because they may have certain doubt. It may start with a two percent doubt, but then suddenly you join this group, and then more people are saying things that you kind of like re relate to or resonate with, and you go, "Oh my god, yeah." The system isn't telling us something mm. and then you start to believe that. La. But is that not the freedom of anybody to join any type of group? So for example, you all have personal interest, right? Mm. Like say right now like crypto, you're all into crypto, right? I'm sure you're going to join some community, right? But now the coin doing like shit or whatever or maybe the mm. project toe. Mm. But at that point of time when you're riding that high, everybody also believe it. And it's the same thing, right? Yeah, but I think it's about having the ability to then say when, when, the, when the coin goes to shit, go, ah, okay. This, this person wasn't saying the right thing. And then now, okay, it was a very expensive education to now be very wary of who I listen to. But I think when, uh, when it comes to a lot of groups like this, right, especially when you get indoctrinated, whenever something doesn't quite fit the narrative that they went with, they usually find a way to, to find a new reason to actually why this was not accurate. And I think to keep reeling people in. La. Again, I don't know if this is the case with Healing Divide, but I know a lot of people who are into very extreme groups that they always find new explanation or excuses as to why something turned out differently or wrongly from what they predicted. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like any group that you're going to join, it's 
it's the onus is on you to be critical in terms of anything that you are processing or being take, being part yeah. of. Yeah. So when it comes to situations like this, yeah lah, if it's a group of common interests or common cause or whatever, go and join, go and participate because you're going to find community that you can engage oh, with. Huh? Irish community. Yeah. But then, with that same critical eye, be very, you have to be self-aware in that sense. Oh. Yeah. So if when people are not being self-aware or people are not like being informed enough and form certain views because they join these groups, right? Like, is it wrong for the government to step in to try and recorrect this or is it not? And we should give people freedom to like join whatever groups. So, so I saw a video recently, right? You know, there's, there's this, like especially this movement is especially strong in the West whereby they are like, you know, really f- Facebook. But I never really get it because maybe I grew up in capitalism so in Singapore. Singapore yeah, mm. Whereby, okay lah, that guy also trying to make money. Wah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, is it weird though that you created a machine that got so successful that now the world expects you to police anything everybody says? Like, and then that cost, it no longer makes sense to them. You know what I mean? Like, I was actually kind of on the side of Facebook, uh, but I think quite recently, I think just a few months back, or it was a re-uploaded video of something old. Sasha Baron Cohen oh. was addressing, I think, maybe UN or somebody. And he was saying that basically, Facebook allowed politicians to campaign with misinformation. Mm. Yep. And when questioned, uh, the Zuck said that it's <laughs> his right, it's like people's right to say what they want to say and he cannot censor. It's the First Amendment, freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah in, in that sense. La, to which I'm like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> you know, we indoctrinated this way, right? Um, and then he talked about how if Facebook existed um, during Hitler's time, then <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's narrative man. because I, I mean I, I forgot it was a very elegant way of saying clearly once again it's, it's yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen right it basically he's saying how different ideologies even though it might be different or might be wrong it still plays an important role in how to make people discern different information and then make a decision on that stuff and if Facebook existed during the era of Hitler then basically they are, he won't be running an ad to say eliminate the Jews he will say um, let's populate like the Germans la. Let's, right. let's be German Germany should reclaim our country mm-hmm. yeah as another way and the ad will have will have ran yeah yeah, and that world would then have agreed law, in that sense if we, if we did not police la. yeah I mean since you brought up Sasha right like one of the best like projects that he's ever done right is this series called This Is America which I've introduced to a few people go and watch check it out it's f***ing awesome it's really um, good yeah. the moment he, f- he found out that Trump won right he straight away created this project, go to America, just to show people how stupid yeah. the like that politicians are and, and people in the system are. Who are you believing in? What do you believe in? Who are you listening to? Yeah. Right? Who is leading you? And I feel like this is the same thing that Iris is trying to do, but it's just not that well thought out. And not executed in a way that gets you thinking properly. Yeah. Like honestly, the initial intention is very, very good. Mm. Like to just support the people that need it. Altruistic, right? yeah. Help them buy groceries or whatever, right? But then after it becomes so antagonistic and yeah. and and like a lot of people also say like, if you go and become the complete opposite, right? And you try to fight whatever you're fighting with, right? You you will never solve the problem. Mm. Yeah, you need to you need to, to set aside those personal like egos yeah. and all that kind of thing and try to really figure out what is the core of the problem and then you can resolve it, right? But because of social media, because of the way people think nowadays, yeah, so influence, right? We always just end up at one extreme end of the camp and then we forget that to actually solve the problem we need yeah, to so like, take a different stance. On that note, I'm also wondering because I feel like I personally have some sort of like a like if someone say they don't want to take the vaccine, I'm like, how, why? Like, as in, there, to me, there doesn't seem like there is a reason to 
not want to take, you know what I mean? They have one Based QR on reason, lor. The QR reason is that there has been no long-term studies that There has, has been, mRNA ha- vaccines have been the in MRNA the studies la. for 10 years, though. Yeah, but I think, see, right, the, I think the, 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 the problem, right, is that whenever someone feels like they don't want to take the vaccine, they are met with instant resistance from mm. people yeah, who are vaccinated. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Like, I wonder if we kind of, like, drove them to such that yeah. this is the only place where they could feel, in a sense, hurt, or yeah. that they could feel like there were people that were relating to them and willing to talk about the issue openly. So, but, but again, right? Mm. If say you open the floor and okay, let's sure let's listen to you, right? Mm. Who's going to listen? No, but I guess so. So this was something that John Stewart. If you guys don't know John Stewart, if you if you watch uh, Trevor Noah, he uh, John Stewart was like the predecessor, like the first the person that made Daily Show what it is today, right? He came back. He's back with a new show. And it's oh. called The Problem with John Stewart, and it's fantastic. He really explores a lot of the problems that the US is facing. And one recent episode, he touched upon what's his face, the guy that got like the Spotify. Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he, he touched upon Joe Rogan and the whole incident. Um, and, and what a lot of people don't realize is that Joe Rogan is actually, while, while he's an easy target, he's already good enough that he's, he's listening to a lot of different views. It's just that the episodes that he keeps getting called out happens to be an episode where he's bringing a contrarian view. But he's actually bringing both doctors mm. from both sides of the whole thing. And like the wrong thing to do now is to ban someone like Joe Rogan. Mm. What you need to do is to engage Mm. with more people so that you understand why is it that they are feeling this way and then talk to people who are also feeling the other way. Maybe the only mistake is that Joe Rogan didn't invite both of them together on the same episode to no, discuss this together. but at the same time, a lot of the snippet, uh, a lot of the stuff that they are calling him out for are snippets of his like what three hour long podcast. Yeah, exactly. And he clearly states that like don't listen to me like I'm just a random guy even yeah. on mm. his Twitter or that he's also very adamant about that one. And the other thing is that he's been very willing to be corrected. Like there's been so many times where he's he said certain things and he's like this and then the yeah, guest would say, our podcast, Papa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think to be fair. That has been argued quite a lot. Because like Joe Rogan has been known to stand for things that even when, true, when you show him true. facts, right? Yeah. He still cannot believe. Like he still believe what he wants to believe. I think I think regardless, like okay, like so I'm I, I've watched more John Stewart than Joe Rogan, right, but like right. what, what John Stewart managed to do was to to pull out certain extracts of moments where Joe Rogan has said, Okay, fine, let's look it up. And then he gets his producer to look it up like live, right? And go, Oh shit, okay, you were right. And then now all his listeners who maybe have a certain view now are educated that this is like the, the right Which is thing the basis la. of how uh, POFMA is created in Singapore. Mm. 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 The government doesn't want you to delete it or take it down. They just want on the same place you correct it. Yeah, so that you have that misinformation but you also get the correct information that in that sense. La. Mm. So, right, um, Iris Ko turns out that she has a lot of supporters. Again, we don't know how much the money is developed but it could have been one donor. La. But she, she managed to raise $96,000 oh. thus far and then she decided to transfer her money to a crypto wallet. Cause she says oh, that ever. she's she's very government scared account. of the government like freezing her bank account and things like that. And Sorry, this money is for what? It's for her legal battle. Initially, it was for like the bill and for like legal fees, lah. Right. Okay. And then she managed to raise like ninety six thousand dollars, which is actually not out of the question, like uh, when it comes to like freezing money, because Canada, if you yeah. guys didn't read, so basically there was protesters by um truckers, uh. protests oh, by truckers yeah, yeah. in Canada, and the g- Canadian government didn't want that to happen because truckers move like goods, right? And so what they did was that they evoked mm. the Emergencies Act to allow the government, right? without any court order or whatever to freeze specific bank accounts. So they froze like the protesters' bank accounts. What? Yeah, and then everyone said this was the greatest yeah. advertisement for crypto than any... Because ad. people were starting to donate money to yeah, the truckers yeah, yeah. to let them to continue this strike. Yeah. Yeah, and so now they freeze and then now they are transferring crypto. The government is... Anyway, um, back to Iris' quote. Iris, yeah, sorry, so many details. Yeah. Like, she, so she moved her money into crypto because of fears that like the government would like, freeze her account or like, like um, 
take her money away lah. I think I was very curious, can this actually happen? And it turns out that if the police have a reasonable suspicion of you having like doing cr- criminal activity of some sort, they can actually freeze your account. Yeah. I'm not yeah. surprised like, it's like how people who scam money, they'll get their bank account frozen so they can recover the money, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's just that I always thought that you needed like a court order and it's like, it's oh. not like a long process. You just need like yeah. a- Yeah, should they have that kind of power over you though? So it turns out, right, you actually need a court order to reinstate the account. Yeah. Right. The quarter comes after that. Also, there are some accusations online that Irish Co is using her newfound 15 seconds of fame to uh, milk it. You think if she milk hot, right? It. People will be like, a lot, she'll have a lot more support. She'll be the Natalie Sell. People will go and follow huh? her. Oh, it just takes for her to be hot for us to be dying of COVID. Eh. Think about <laughs> that. Life is that easy. Eh. Her Telegram <laughs> group, will, instead of 3,000 people, will have yeah. like 30,000 people. Oh, life is that hard hey, for the rest you of us. COVID, right? Hey, hey. How, what was the experience what? like? Uh? I think eh. How about pet? I see pet's Insta <laughs> story like pet like going to ah, okay, die. Pet, pet won't catch Okay, I, I tell you what's weird though is you get this sore throat and this sore throat feels different from any other sore throat. Like I, I eat a lot of, like fried food, so I always dealing with like a ten percent sore throat at all times. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like most of the time. What a way but, to live life. But this time, this sore throat really different. It doesn't hurt more. I want to be clear. Mm. But it feels different. So it's scratchy. It's so strange because I I have two other friends who also connect Omicron, right? And uh. they said the exact same thing. I cannot describe it, but you get a weird sore throat you never had before. No, but so it's so crazy because so he said that to me, and then I was in Malaysia and I was stuck there because uh, some family members got COVID, yeah. and so then I started getting paranoid because I had a weird sore throat that I've never held, felt felt before. Yeah, but I was negative all the way. Were you right. afraid though? Because like my brother just gonna then he right. gonna already right? Then like straight away we. Wait, didn't you have sore throat like last week? <laughs> Don't you stay in the same room as him? <laughs> no, he yeah. So so I I I, I self isolated for like the seventy two hours or whatever. Uh, Different right. corner. I also, also do the checks and all that lah, right? But he he got uh picked up and he went over to a hotel oh. because um my grandma lives with us. Yeah. So yeah. straight away we need to just kick him out. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah. So at first right, I was we uh, we approached it with a very logistical mindset, right? But then I start to think like, what if this guy just gets more and more sick and then he just die like in the yeah. next three days? Yeah, there was this there was this couple in Singapore, which I'm sure there's many. This husband that, that got it and then he just says he just packs stuff and he's a very, very loving old couple and then um they just sent him to the hospital and then he just said, I'll I'll see you in, in probably two weeks mm. or whatnot, right? And then he dragged for months and he died in the hospital. And yeah. can you imagine oh, as the shit. spouse you your last contact was worried that he got COVID, you go to the hospital, you never see him for months, and the next time you see him is the funeral. Yeah. Like I keep thinking crazy. about that now, so I'm quite scared because my and brother's still in the. And you cannot hold a funeral. You, you cannot even see cremation. Right, right, right. You ca- you can't see the body. Yeah, yeah. that's mad. Can you imagine that lady though? It's scary. Then I, I also keep thinking like, we all all are kind of like treating it very lightly. Yeah. In fact, it's almost like it's annoying lah. All these COVID procedures and yeah. whatnot. It's like annoying for us. But you think about it, right? If you really cannot, you die also, or your, your loved one cannot, and then because of you or whatever lah, but then just die like that, right? Yeah. It's still quite a fucking scary disease. And I think too yeah. many people are playing it off that it's just like, yeah, you just faster get, go and get. It's just yeah. a flu, three yeah. days, then you're okay already. But granted, we got the vaccine. Vaccine like that, or not lah. I mean, it yeah. might help, but it also might not. Like when, when I first got it, and Pat haven't got it that time, right? Which when I get, it was very light. It was like sore throat here and there, right? And I was telling Pat, like the first thing I said to Pat was that just a year ago or two years ago, right? If you get this, right? You die leh. But today we're just playing it, you know what I mean? Like I just I just tell her I want banana. I like I tell her what to go and buy to put inside my room so I can build my little. You can sneeze on her. <laughs> hey, wait, so wait, but right after you say we don't want to play like off anymore. <laughs> but th- there was a little window where you had COVID and she didn't, right? And yeah. it was on your anniversary. Like how do you celebrate? Oh, okay. So 
No, I mean not not very yeah. We just we kinda order food, then I open the master bedroom door and then she was all the way at the other end of the living room. Lor. Then we put one candle in the middle. So it's like and, it, and you wonder how she got COVID. No no I think we got COVID together. <laughs> yeah, but the fire uh, the, it's just that the candle burns away the COVID. Mm. Yeah. It's always right in the middle, yeah. Mm. Let me say. Oh. Hey, it's quite insulting, okay? Like Whenever I open the door, right, the put like trash or or yeah, my yeah. like cups or whatnot, right, I will wash the cup with soap and all that stuff because I I was not coughing. I only had that sore throat, so I'm not really like spurting fucking bacteria, right? I will wash my hands, everything. Then I wash the thing. Then I will put it outside with mask, and I'll say done. Then I walk away from the door. Then you can hear Pat pick up that thing, right? <laughs> she fucking <laughs> spray the whole thing. They be like. Oh, that's a bit <laughs> so like, cause I was back in Malaysia when when my so my mom had COVID right, and yeah. then my sister also. So like, it was the guys that had to cook for like Chinese dinner and all of this right, and then we all just like, wow, we all never cook. <laughs> we all, it's usually like yeah, like yeah, my yeah. mom and my sister had cooked right. So then we had to like figure out what to do. So we when we cook, I we use plastic, uh, like plates lah, uh-huh. so that we don't have to like wash it. <laughs> and then like, wait, I feel like this is a bullshit story. You're all just. Cause you only the guys, right? Yeah. So you actually just order delivery, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like you cook, no, right? so that's what we did for the first two days, but then we realized it wasn't very sustainable because we would take half an hour on the grab group order to decide what we all want. Then we we're like, it used to be very easy because mom or sister would just cook and then we all just bopian just eat. So then what happened was that um my mom and sister right, will give us the instructions on WhatsApp and then my house got CCTVs everywhere. So they will watch to see what we're doing oh, wow. to make sure that it's correct. So like <laughs> I saw the food, not bad eh. <laughs> so like like see if so I can make advanced shit one eh, like, so like big organs like, 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 like Paiti or whatever, huh? Like they walkie talking and instruct your Yeah 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 because yeah. we got Google Homes also. So then like if like I'm not shredding it correctly, right? <laughs> I'm not what sh- year is this? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So if I'm not shredding something properly, then my sister would be like, use the other one. Or like, yeah, like the other shredder or whatever. No, but they're like sick and all right. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what no, how but- <laughs> no, so it got to a point where like, once my, my sister was like negative already, right? But she was still so paranoid as to not pass it over. Right. She was wearing gloves and muscle that we, we usually like to play Scrabble, right? We were all playing Scrabble with gloves and masks and everything. Then she cannot pick like, up the towel. Yeah, yeah. So every time you pick up that, I would like just spray her, yeah, like spray yeah. the towel, spray everything. <laughs> it was quite f- like fun line set at the same time. So all the instructions was for for you to make like a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> no, it was like we made like quick pie tea, pig organ soup, advanced stuff, yeah, advanced stuff. All like, like legit. Yeah. Oh damn. So actually, it was a it was a blessing in disguise because it made my like my dad, myself, and my nephew learn how to cook all these like nonya dishes that my mom. Oh, really nice cooked. bonding experience. Eh? Yeah. For the guys. Yeah, it was a good chance for us to give back. Can you imagine you'd be like, you know what, I think I'll just go home <laughs> and celebrate in Singapore. <laughs> Mother d- No, so back, yeah, so so back to this like whole Irish situation, right? Like, I think one of the, the conversations that we would mm. wanted to have was like on, on the idea of freedom of speech. Like just because you don't agree with the majority, is it fair that you are silenced or in this situation, right, even like physically, like you're, like you're, you're restricted already? Yeah. Like you cannot. Or is this like the right walls? approach to approach people with like differing views? Because I think if you stonewall them, even more reason you're not actually listening to why they feel some way. It's harder mm-hmm. to educate them and actually, easy for them were to there, feel. Were there dialogues like with, with people that were such concerned? I think it's very difficult. Like say, for example, if you had a very extreme view and it was because of a particular religious leader, it's easy for that leader to have an, a dialogue with other leaders. But for this movement, there's no real leader besides Irish Cola. And it's like, it's very hard to influence or educate people without that very public education. Because if you really don't believe the government, ministers come out and also like educate, you're not yeah. going to listen to them anyway. They're part of the system, you know. 
Actually, do is freedom of speech really better for society? Yeah, is it overrated? Yeah, that's 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 where I I stand. I me too. You stand in the you don't want freedom of speech. Yeah, no, like uh, where is freedom of speech supposed to get us? We have the freedom to question anything, right? We still do like through the right uh-huh. funnels. But again, it's all if say they really. Okay, what do you want to say now? But you cannot say. You feel like you go to jail if you say. Like I think there are some like. Then you have freedom of speech, right? Every single person here is self-censoring right, right now. Eh. Uh-huh. Are we not? So what do you want to say but you cannot say? Like that you truly mean lah, not not like purposely want to insult some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singapore's yeah. a one-party state. Can <laughs> say what? Why cannot say? It's can true. Say it's factually true. It's not factually true lah. It's it's <laughs> arguably <laughs> true. You can argue that it's true. Yeah. No, but for, for me, I feel like freedom of speech is overrated because we're all self-censoring right now. I think that's a good thing. I agree. I yeah. Agree. I agree. But how much of it are forces that are dictated by you, and how much are unconscious and manipulated by? bigger, larger forces. But and then after, even if you break that more, right, hmm. you're still stuck because everybody else is going to be the same. They're all still sheep right, in that sense. I'm just wondering whether like uh-huh. freedom of speech kind of like kills conversations or is in a sense uh, a, a cop out also. Like say for example, if I disagree with you, right, then you say, oh, I can say what I want, right? I got freedom of speech. Then that's it already. When, when you have freedom of speech, right? <laughs> then that's so, is that's it how not so counterintuitive? Facebook video ends. Yeah, precisely. Is the, it not so counterintuitive? Yeah, like the main problem is like the reason why Fox News exists in America and they can literally say lies, right? Because they are protected by the First Amendment and the freedom of speech is very, very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I don't know why the West is trying to infringe that, yeah. that liberties on us. We're not sure what the upside is. And I, was, I was having a conversation with, uh, with my cousin actually because I booked a flight. I booked a the tickets to, to when we were young festival in Vegas. And it's my first time going to Vegas and my first few times of my life leaving Asia. I'm not very well traveled, right? And then I realized I've been to like Bangkok, Malaysia, like the, the Indonesia, even to the Australasia parts, right? And I've never looked around and asked people, is it dangerous or not? I always just, I just kind of get it. You know, like you want to go to the streets of Bangkok. You also know it's not like the safest country in the world, mm. but what you see is what you get. You can kind of gauge the danger yourself. Mm. But then what I realized is that I'm everybody that I meet that has ever been to the US, right? Even John Paul inclusive, right? They asked him, is it safe or not? Ah? Like, do you keep your wallet with you or in the hotel? Because it, nothing feels safe. Eh? It feels like, because they got gun, ah. they got gun, then they got knife, then they are mugging feels damn serious, right? <laughs> so do I keep it with me? Because even if I wear it under my shirt, all that stuff, knife point, I will, I will probably still give. I put in a hotel, then they got break in, then you go and see their... Yeah, home fix, right? Why wow, they got they don't even trust the you know you lock and then they got a the latch, then you can yeah. put the string. It's beyond that, right? They got their own little beer cap opening mm. thingy that you latch at the door. Then like, why treat this place damn dangerous, eh? Yeah. Then you take a step back and realize this whole positioning that they've created for themselves, right? Is so far from what I think they are. In the past, we kind of welcome that American descent, right? When you come in, especially when we were younger, and they come in and talk about freedom of speech and, and how we have shitty press freedom and no democracy and all that stuff. But then now when they do it, it feels different, right? You look at it, like you, last time when they do that, you're like, yeah, actually this country still got ways to progress. Yeah, we are rich, but we still have ways to progress. <laughs> but then now when they try and infringe that shit, then you're like, what the f*** are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> no, no, thank you. Yeah. But then on the flip side, right, I mean, to play devil's advocate, or is it angel's advocate? Because I'm advocating uh-huh. for freedom of speech. But anyway. Depending where they see it, it is a good thing. Yeah. Or like, I would think that people see the opposite as China, I love China. No, see, if you're watching. So I think that's. A, I, I <laughs> no, think that's. I mean, even say what you wanted to say. My social credit score go down. You never know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think there's a difference. I think I think freedom of speech is overrated, but I think we should always have the freedom to question everything. And I think in China, what is the it, difference? Because in China, if you question something that alludes to maybe the wrong answer, they straight away try to silence you in some way. I think allegedly. Please don't kill me. Not that you kill people. <laughs> 
I don't know. Never heard of that kind of stories. <laughs> but at least like in Singapore, it does feel like as though if something goes wrong, as long as you're not too alluding to anything <laughs> unfactual or like wrong, right? You can still question why did this politician do this or why did this um, ministry do this? And you so can then question what is the divide things. between speech and questioning? I think question uh, freedom if of I speech. If I just end it with a question mark, then okay. <laughs> in in some way like I guess like freedom of speech means that anyone can say anything that could be an untruth and put package it as a truth. So like uh. Fox News that is you know it's a news outlet is meant to look as though they are purveyors of truth can say something that's completely untrue and people can accept it as truth as opposed to saying why did this person do this and let that person answer for real right. and then yeah I feel like that's so, a little so bit different. I have, a, I have a random thought that I probably might not have thought through that just just came to me right. Roll with it. That. Because to your point earlier, you mentioned um, how much of our thinking, right, is actually ours and how much of it is actually higher forces shaping us, right? Mm. Which is true, la. I mean, to a certain extent, you cannot deny. But I will also wager the conversations we have on freedom of speech, right, is because higher powers, right, of the other it. side are making you talk about it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, how yeah, often yeah. do we question the need to say what we want to say? Like, we live our lives, <clears> right, <throat> saying whatever we need to say to get everything you know what I mean there's there's very very few things right where you need to evoke your freedom of speech you know what I mean mm. and those freedom of speech is that when you want to change the law la. you know you want to mold politics not even question politics because you could always question politics in your everyday life right you could always talk about it yep. it's actually for very very specific reasons you would then want to evoke your right for freedom of speech which 99.99% of Singaporeans right don't ever need to evoke this freedom of speech but yet this generation seem to talk about it very, very often. So mm. how much freedom do they actually want that is from them? or right, And how much is actually the purveyors of politics, right? That is trying to influence people to fight for freedom of speech. You know what I'm saying? It also turns out that most likely when someone is trying to say that or fighting for freedom of speech, they're actually saying something that is dissent in some way la, or something that is an untruth. I find because that's yeah. when people are clamoring down on you and saying, hey, you can't say that. And that's when you say, hey, freedom of speech. Like if you're saying something that's true <laughs> or factually yeah. correct, no one's going to say, hey, don't Does say that. Does freedom of speech cover racism, for example, or like hate speech? Is no, it protected? I think it's like, cannot bring harm onto others. Physical harm or verbal harm? I think you cannot anger or create like Probably verbal abuse will be categorized under you also. Right. No, I feel like that's specifically in Singapore though. Oh, like oh right, 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 right. The, the racial harmony mm, thing. Yeah. Like if yeah. I say something very, very racist and then that freedom of speech. Yeah, then I call freedom of speech. Eh? In the US seems okay at TBH. Mm. Look at Trump. No, but then those are bad examples. So then, right? sorry, is cancel culture then against the, the freedom, of freedom of speech? A result of the American system of freedom of speech because the law allows you to do anything you want so the people are using their freedom to yeah. clamp down on what the law cannot protect you from. Yeah, mm. so I heard this like I concept from um, <laughs> really a podcast that featured the writer of Rice Media. Oh, it's damn good. Is it the Daily Catcher? <laughs> okay. And he was talking about the this idea of tolerance of the intolerant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's a paradox. There yeah. is a book about that. Yeah, he probably got it from the book. Uh, read that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's I telling people that you can go read the book. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, a, it's the title of the book. Yeah, yeah. the paradox yeah, yeah. of tolerance. <laughs> but it's that very idea yeah. that if you cannot tolerate their intolerance, then, you know, if you're intolerant of their, of what? Eh, you, you have you to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, correct, the first correct, one. Yeah. Yeah. Then you are intolerant. Yeah. yeah. Then how? Which goes back to the whole thing that I mentioned about John Stewart, where I think if you're cancelling someone, you're really not engaging. And I think engaging is the solution so that people are talking to one another and we can understand and maybe heal the divide. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for watching this episode of the Daily Catch-Up Podcast. If you like what you watch, remember drop us a sub, hit that notification button and like this video. We'll see you in the next one. Bing, bing. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.